Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's San Francisco and the incomparable forward, Rick Barry. Behind the end line, they burn him again and it's Barry. And now Rick Barry, the league's leading scorer. What a superb basketball player he is. Hi, everybody. Rick Barry here. Yeah, that's right. It is the Rick Barry Show. But listen, the only reason the show even works is because of my cohort in crime. You know, and he's uh, Cyrus Satchis, the uh, surf man himself uh, with me. Uh, yes, it's true. He's taking his head no, but it is true. Uh, if it weren't for him, I probably wouldn't be doing it. But it's always been a lot of fun, even when we go back to our days of him being my producer when I did some sports stuff at KMBR Radio in San Francisco. But he's come a long way since then. But I am so delighted to have joining us today. Someone who I had the pleasure of actually, I, I, I've known him obviously for years and watched him, but I only had a chance to really get to know him here this last season with the big three ice cubes league that uh, I, we, we played in this uh, past summer. And that is Leandro Barbosa, the Brazilian blur, who I will tell you folks this, and I told him the same thing. If I were a coach in the NBA and I had 15 players on my roster and the 15 players I had had the same kind of an attitude and were the same type of person that Leandro Barbosa is, I would think I died and went to heaven. Uh, <laughs> he's a very special, very special person. Does some, uh, does some amazing things on the court. And even at his, well, it's not an advanced age. Mine's an advanced age. At his age, still, I'm not quite, not 40 years old, but he's still in his late 30s. But he is still as fast as could be. And he was a beast at the big three. And I'm hoping that he's going to get some recognition on some of the awards that will be presented for players in the big three. Certainly there's something you got to win there, Leandro. So I'm going to bring you on board. You either got to be the, you either have to be the most valuable player because you were at the top of almost every stat out there, either that or the rookie of the year. I mean, a newcomer of the year, because you're the newcomer, nobody else had the same performance that you had. I mean, it's just, I mean, there's just no way that he shouldn't receive one award and all. So anyway, I've rambled on enough. Uh, he's probably ready to leave right now, but uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, Leandro. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so happy to do this. We've been we've been trying to get in touch for a while, you know, uh, and I'm happy to be here right now. It's an honor, you know, you know, to to hear everything, all the words that you said about myself, about my game, you know, about you know the way I am on the court and how I treat uh, basketball. It's such a pleasure, you know, work with you because you are a legend, you know, and. Uh, for me, it's been a dream come true, to be honest. I never told you that, but it, it was special for me to be on a big three and knowing that you were going to be the, the coach for, for, for the ball hogs. I, it, was, it was a pleasure. So thank you so much for that experience. Well, I thank you because my teams didn't do very well uh, <laughs> the first three years of the league, and we we had a much better record, and uh, we we had a chance to be a playoff team this year. We had a couple yes. where we didn't shoot the ball well. Everybody didn't really perform at the level that we needed them to do, but uh, we were very competitive. There's no question about that, and we thank uh, thank. Ice Cube and, uh, and and Jeff Quantinets for uh, allowing us to be a part of that. And hopefully we'll have an opportunity to get together next season and, and do something uh, special and make it to the finals, which are going to be going on, folks. If you want to check them out, they'll be down at Paradise Island in the Bahamas. You can check them out on CBS and, and, uh, and Teller and some of the other places where they're doing streaming. But I think they'll all be on CBS this time. 
All right, time to take a quick break to talk to you about our longtime sponsor, Bet Online. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today, whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, including the Golden State Warriors. Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to betonline.ag and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's show is also brought to you by Balance 7. So, I don't know if you heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. I was reading a press release about how he started taking a pH-balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that's what helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015. He even said, quote, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out. I always need energy to level up. Couldn't agree with, unquote, couldn't agree, couldn't agree more with Lamar. And after watching him fight Aaron Carter in July's celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. Cool thing is, we've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now, where if you go to their website, balance7.com, that's balance7.com, and use the code believe B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, You'll receive a free four-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails at $13.99, so I'd say it's worth it. Again, head to Balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout to get in on the promotion. I know I will. If it worked for him, it can work for you, too. So we miss out on our trip to the Bahamas, but... I've got you on the show right now. And here's something I never did ask you this in the time we spent together all summer and the weekends. So how in the world does someone who comes from a country that let's face it, the number one sport down there is not basketball. It's not, you know, Salon de Be- you know, you know, I mean, they Sesta, whatever it is. It's not, it's not that it's soccer. Soccer it is, is soccer. Yeah. So how did you want, I'm sure. And I know you play cause I watched you kicking and doing some stuff with the ball. So I know you play. I'm still going until today. It's exactly right. So tell us how your transition went from being a young person in Brazil, obviously getting into soccer. How did you wind up in basketball? Tell us that story. It was, it was kind of tough for me. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I got love for the soccer game, you know, and as you said, it's a number one sport here in Brazil, in Brazil. Um, the reason that I changed uh from soccer to basketball, it's for uh, the reason that my brother used to play basketball and the opportunity uh, in Brazil to play soccer, it's really tough. Every kid, every child wants to play soccer once they get the opportunity to play ball, you know? And I saw that I was not gonna have that. It was gonna be hard for myself and I need to help my family. So my brother at that point, at that time, he was playing basketball. And uh, I decided to, you know, kind of follow him. And I asked him for, to teach me how to play basketball. And he started teaching me, you know. And I followed in love really quick. And once he uh, started teaching me how to play, how to do the drills, how to dribble the ball, how to shoot, I decided to, you know, go with the basketball. But 
either playing basketball and 15 years playing the NBA, I'm still in love with the soccer. I'm still playing soccer. I'm still, you know, playing around with my friends. You know, it's 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 the love of the of uh, uh, it's the number one sport in Brazil. So mm-hmm. um, we love play soccer. Everyone wants to play soccer. So. Uh, but basketball is my life, you know. It changed my life. It changed my my my. It changed everything in 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 any circumstance that you can think about. So, so how good yes. were you when you were so- when you played soccer? How good a soccer player were you? I was okay, you know. I was little kid, you know. I was trying to, you know, be better, you know. But like I said, it's it's so many kids and that wanted to get the opportunity to play a professional or be in a sport team professional that is is so hard you know you almost have to pay and at that time we didn't have a condition to pay to go to any clubs and do a test you know um so we decided to go and uh start playing basketball and it worked out but if i wanted to play now i think i would be a good player of a, of a soccer you know maybe a defender midfield or even on the offense you know i can play in any position right now but at that when I was young, I didn't know what position I was going to play, how good I could be, you know. And and so it was a, a, a really quick transition that I had to uh, make the decision as, as soon as possible for the reason that I wanted to help my family in that circumstance that we were when I was a little kid. How old were you when you made the change from soccer to basketball? Four years old. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I stay, no, I start kids, playing hey, basketball. walking at four years old. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. With, with uh, four years old, I was working with my parents on the market. I used to help, uh, uh, they selling bananas and, and, and that's how I, uh, make that change of a basketball, you know, even in making that change, I was, it's, uh, still working and help them on the marketing spot. Uh, but once we really decide that I was going to be a, a basketball player, then I start, you know, working myself. My brother really, really got serious about it, about, you know, teaching me and uh, teaching me the right way so I can, uh, you know, make things happen. How many, how much, how many years older was Willie than you? How much what? How many years older was he? My brother? Yeah. Oh, he's 30 years older than me. Really? Yeah, my wow. brother's really old. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm the youngest. Yeah, you're the youngest. Well, that's that's a heck of a deal. I mean, I, yeah, four years old, you made the switch over. Because my thing, and I said, Cyrus would agree with me. I mean, with your athleticism and you, the, how fast and quick you were, you were more than just quick. You were quick and fast, which fortunately I know that that's important because I was quick and fast. There's a difference between the two. I would have think that it would have equated incredibly well to soccer and you would have had a number of opportunity, but you see everything in life happens for a reason. And so there you go. You know, you could have gone the soccer route. You would have been around so many more people trying to compete there. And this way in basketball, it opened the door for you. So what was the first actual team that you played on? How old are you when you actually played on a team in competition? Five years old. And it was the Parque Continental Club. Yeah, I was, I was doing well with five years old. And, and I was the youngest as the kids that they, they had on the team. Most of the kids that they had, it was seven, eight years old. And that helped me because they were older. They were stronger than me. I was really skinny, you know, 
but like you said, I was really, really fast. So that was my, my, my gun, you know, yeah. uh, for me to score the ball, you know, and uh, uh, be away from the other guys that were able to guard me, you know. So uh, that was my gun. And with seven years old, I, I started get, uh, getting a scholarship, you know, because we didn't have a condition to pay school. So I started getting a scholarship and a little money to buy food, you know, and that's when everything start to happen. I started helping my family. I start I start helping myself as far as going to the school and start studying in a good school. And 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 that's how it went. You know, it was it was tough, but it was it was worth. I think that you would relate to this. This is a model that I had because I was skinny like you when I was young growing oh, up. Oh, I was really, really skinny. Oh, so, hey, so was I. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. I was really skinny. So my model was, and that's why the quickness helps a lot and the speed and all, right? Get in there and get out of there before they can get you. When I'm talking Correct. about Correct. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was my thing. Yes. You're right. Uh, I know Cyrus probably has some questions for you, Cyrus. Oh, I have a million, but I'll, I'll keep this one short. Who did you look up to uh, as for, in terms of soccer players in Brazil? I mean, there's so many superstars that have come from your home country. Uh, who was your favorite? Well, of all time, of course, Pelé, you know, mm -hmm. but I was too young to watch uh, Pelé, you know, so I didn't really watch him. I didn't have opportunity to see him playing, but I know he was one of the the most incredible soccer player, you know, until now, you know, uh, but Ronaldo, you yeah. know, he was, he's still big time, you know, um, even he's retired. And then my second one is Ronaldinho because mm -hmm. he, he brought the joy for the game. You know, he, he, the fun time, you know, and everybody used to say the Jogo Bonito, like the, his commercial that he used to do, you know, so, uh, Ronaldinho is one of my good friends now, you know, that, you know, after long, many years, you know, we became friends and, you know, I, I always tell him when I see, when I, when I get to see him, I always tell him that when he had the Jogo Bonito and the way he used to play the joy, the spirit, you know, he, he used to make the fans go watch him play because it was so much fun, you know, so all of all the soccer players for me, he's the, the, the the best one for me. Awesome. So what? So now, when you transitioned over to basketball, who was the person that you looked up to and you admired in the basketball world? At that time, Rick, everybody used to talk about Michael Jordan. Yeah. When I was a little kid, I didn't have TV to watch him play. I didn't have like a, a satellite to watch him and see the game. So whenever I had time to go to my friend's house. Uh, that used to study with me on school, uh, that's when I got opportunity to watch him. And, and when I saw one of the games, and I think it was a playoff, um, it really touched my heart, you know. And I, after I watched that game, I, I came back to the house and I said, Mama, I wanted to be an NBA player. <laughs> and someday, somehow, I will bring the dollars for you. That's what I said. <laughs> that's what I told my mama, eh? And everything became a dream come true, you know. No one, we didn't believe that that was happening, but I had to work myself, you know, to get to that situation, to get to the point to be willing to be drafted, you know. And uh, it worked out, you know. 
What about what about uh, your own local hero there? Because uh, you probably got to see him play some. And that's Oscar Schmidt. You Oscar know Schmitt. him. Yeah. Yeah. Oscar Schmidt was the the main guy. He's still until today. Everyone knows him. He's a Hall of Fame. Um, very good basketball player. I just don't know that. I just don't know why he didn't became an NBA player. And I think he he had an opportunity, you know. But I guess he didn't want to go to the NBA. I got opportunity to play against him before I I go to the NBA, you know. So it was it was he was a tremendous a tremendous player, you know. It's, until, until now. Well, he was such a hero down there and probably making so yes. much money doing stuff that the money he wasn't that crazy. So it really yeah. wasn't that big a difference for him. Correct, correct. He was playing in Italy at that time. And and when he finished the Italy uh um league he came back straight up to brazil right and then if people Incredible. probably don't even know this other name i'm going to throw out there and i don't even know if cyrus knows it hortensia hortensia yes i know her hortensia paula yeah uh, those two players hortensia and paula they were unbelievable they were unbelievable i think that those two girls they brought a couple medals for us on the basketball olympics world championship I think that's uh, the guys, the, the the main basketball national team. We didn't get to, you know, bring a lot of, you know, medals. But the women's with Hortense and Paula, they did a really good job. And folks, you're listening to Leandro Barbosa. He, of course, was at one time a Golden State Warrior joining us uh, here on the Rick Barry Show, talking a little bit about uh, his life and growing up uh, with soccer being the number one sport. And at an early age, he was his brother, turned him on and got him into basketball, which was a great thing. And he turned out to be an outstanding player with a very long career. And I, I was just looking at a lot of your stats now before we get on the air. I didn't look at them before because, you know, I just cared about how you played when I was coaching you. But <laughs> I, I noticed that you, you, your stats are impressive. I mean, when you played minutes, I mean, when you when you averaged like over 32 minutes a game, which only happened in one season, uh, your, your stats were great. I mean, you're up there, you know, 15, 18 points a game. I mean, your shooting percentages were really good. So what did you pride yourself in as a, as a player uh, to enable you to be able to get to that level? Well, uh, at, that, at, that, at that time, it was Mike D'Antoni coach. And when Mike he came, became a, a coach with the Phoenix Suns, um, he put me, instead of put me to play one, he put me to play two. And then Steve Nash used to be the number one, and he wanted to run. Everything he wanted to do at that time is run. He didn't really care about defense or, or anything on a defensive <laughs> standpoint. It was like, if they score, I don't care. Get the ball and <laughs> run. So my minutes came from that, you know. Uh, he gave me the opportunity and the confidence to put me out there. And, and, and that year, I became the sixth man of the year for yes. the average 18 or 19 points. I, I don't really remember. But it was because I was playing with Nashi. I had so many confidence. They want me to be so much aggressive, you know, and that's my game, you know. After that year, it, it changed. I wasn't playing that many minutes, and and that was the reason that my points came down. So it was a different system. Even in, it was Mike D'Antoni, but the players wasn't the same. Shaq came in. Mm -hmm. And then it slowed down a little bit, the system, and everything changed from there. But it was it was a, such an honor, you know, to play on Mike's system because I learned so much about 
the way he wanted to play, and especially playing with Steve Nash, you know, it, it was amazing. Yeah, well, it yeah. was 18 points a game that you had, and, and the thing that people don't realize is you were, you know, a good two-point shooter as well. I mean, you, you know, you shot, like, in the high 40s, and but the thing is, is that year, and also you shot almost 44% from three-point range, which yeah. is really outstanding, so that was great. Yeah. And, and because you ran, even with Steve Nash, you still average four assists a game. That's not easy to wow. do. When, when, you know, you got Steve Nash getting 15 a game. So that was, that was impressive. In fact, that's the thing that I, I really liked about you when I had, had the pleasure of coaching you in the big three this summer is the fact that you're, you're well-rounded game and, and just even that playing there. I mean, Cyrus, you'll get a kick out of this. So we get a game, we win. And the first thing he does when I ran out to congratulate him for the win and everything, he's apologizing to me because he didn't do a job. He felt defensively on one guy. He says, what the hell are you apologizing for? It's <laughs> only game for us. <laughs> I was like, it was crazy. It's actually one of my favorite pictures ever, Cyrus. I'm going to send it to you so you'll have to Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I need to post that picture. Yeah, I came up to him. There was two things. And somebody snapped two different pictures of me doing that with him and, and – uh, yeah, it was. It was. It, it's always be very special to me. So, Leandro. Barbosa, I don't. I don't. I don't know, Rick. If you if you saw on a on a social media, but Clay posted those pictures. Oh, Clay. Really? Posted. Yeah, he did. He did. He posted. He he posted. I I think it was a, a stories. Yeah. But yeah. he posted, and I I thought that was that was special because he put two big legends of the Warriors, and I a hey, that 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 was special. That was special. Absolutely. Yeah, Rick, please do send that because I thought you were going to put it on your Instagram by now and I still haven't seen it yet. It is a fantastic photo. Uh, Leandro, I first want to say you didn't lie to your mama. You came through. You brought money. I, I you know, I grew up very, uh, I was not rich growing up, so I totally understand that kind of upbringing. Um, but did you know you were going to be a basketball player just in the sense that like were your parents tall? Like, like where did the height come from? I mean, 6'3 is, is tall. Yes, yes. I, I, I didn't know that that was going to happen. You know, I know that I put a lot into, you know, and my brother was, you know, the main guy to, you know, teach me everything that I know, you know, about basketball. Uh, the other thing is the challenge. I had so many people against, you know, telling me that, no, he's good and this and that, but he won't be able to go to the NBA. There's so many guys like him with his skills that, is in USA and is not in the NBA or didn't have the opportunity. So that was my gun, my my challenge. Every time before I go to sleep, I have something on my ear and saying, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're capable. Nothing is impossible. Everything is possible. And I work myself, you know, like it happened times that me and my brother when people were sleeping, we were working, you know, mm -hmm. and that's how mm -hmm. you get better. Yes. That's how I got better, you know. The time that players were sleeping, and he used to tell me, Leandro, everyone is sleeping right now, and you're getting better. You're getting better. You hear, you're taking a thousand shots. No one is doing that but you. So you're going to make it. We just got to work. And I had the opportunity and finally came through, you know, a dream come through, you know, so... I were able to change my family life, took everyone else, you know, from where they were, you know, I, I'll take I take care of everybody. And, and, and that for me, it's well done. Well done. Bravo. Bravo. You know, I, uh, I, I've loved the Warriors since the eighties the and I can tell you, and I'm sure I speak on behalf of 
Dub Nation, when the Warriors added you in 2014, and I hope I got the year right, we were ecstatic. Like we all knew who you were as a player and your attitude is so positive and it's contagious. And just anywhere you go, for some reason, you put a smile on people's faces. Um, I, what I'd love to ask you though, is you played on two of the greatest offensive teams in NBA history. And you were part of that crazy series with the Suns. I think it was like 2005 with it where when the, when Nash broke his nose and he had the suspensions and you kind of like, that should have been a championship team. Um, yes. did, it, did, did it feel like redemption for you when you went to the Warriors? And, and could you just describe the comparison between those two amazing teams you played on? Well, I'm not going to lie. I, I thought that I never would become a, a champion. I don't think it – after I got traded, you know, when I was with the Suns and I got traded to the Raptors, which is was a totally different team, and I became like from a team that I used to go to the final – to the Western Conference Finals every single year, I went to the, a team that is the last one in a, on a, <laughs> on a, you know what I'm saying? So yes. I said, I don't think I'm going to be able to, you know, reach out to the finals, you know? So my hope at that point, it was a little down, but I, I still had a little bit, you know? And it happened that situation with uh, Steve Kerr became a head coach. And I, will, I remember exactly how it happened. I was with uh, the national team and I didn't sign with no one. And I don't know what was going to happen at that, at that time. But I was playing well. And we did an exhibition game against the USA. Mm-hmm. Curry and Clay Thompson were playing for, those, for the USA. And, and Steve Kerr asked Curry and, and, and Clay after we play against each other, how do, I, how do, they, how do they feel? If it was, how was it to guard me? And they both gave me a good words, you know. So after that, Steve Kerr called me and said, LB, what do you think about come to join the Golden State Warriors? And, and, and it's go, it was going to be Steve Kerr as the head coach, Alvin Gentry, who was my coach in Phoenix yes, Suns, right. Luke Walton, who became a friend of mine when – he went to Brazil and he got trouble over there. And I was the guy that kind of helped him out, you know, to be okay and be in, with the life, you know. Uh-huh. So all those guys were my friends. And I had another um, option with the Miami Heat, which is a nice city, uh-huh. great city, you know. It's <laughs> close to Brazil, you know. It's, uh, so it was, it was tough. So I went to to the team where I knew all the coaches, you know, I had a relationship with all those guys. And when Stevie brought me there, he, st- he told me he wanted me to bring the example, the running gun that we used to have with the Phoenix Suns. So I thought that I was going to be there just to, you know, show the guys and maybe not playing. And I wanted to play because I knew that I could help the team, you know. So I did that and also end up having a, a couple minutes, you know, not the, the minutes that I used to have back in the day, but mm-hmm. it was a good minute. And our bench was one of the best one, you know, on the league. Agreed. So um, I don't think it, all the players knew what, what we were capable to do it and, and go for. And I, I saw after a couple of games when we were clicked, I saw that we could have done like something special. We could have do something special. So one time, like it was before or after this, the, the All-Star break, somebody on the media came up to me and interviewed me. 
And it was a totally different question that I respond to them. And, and so she asked, she asked me a question. And I said, we're going to be championship. And then she said, what? What you talking about? <laughs> I said, yes, we have all we need. We have all the, 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 the weapons. We're ready. We're ready to do it. And then she said, okay. So a couple months later, when we went to the final, they asked me the same question. I said, I'm not going to answer that question until we make it happen. Right. And it happened. You know, no one believed on our game, on our team. We were the underdogs in any circumstance, in any situation. And it worked. We had Clay and, and, and Steph Curry, you know, those two guys that are unbelievable shooting the ball. We had the best bench, mm-hmm. with, which is, you know, everybody was willing to, you know, give it up some minutes and play the right way together to make things happen. At the end of the day, after we won, everyone was, everyone was happy. You know, it was, it, was, it was insane. You know, we made it happen, you know. So it was enough. We wanted to do again, you know. And, and the following year, we did a, a good job, but we ended up not doing, you know. Well, I mean, if you don't mind me asking that next year, you, you know, you set the record that's, well, in my opinion, will never fall that 73 win regular season mark. But yeah. are there, are there regrets chasing that? Like, in other words, I, I guess what I'm asking is, did that exhaust you where you think it might yes. cost you? Yes. I think we should have a couple guys resting when we were close to the, to the finals, you know, uh, to the playoffs. Uh, I mean, um, it was important, you know, to, you know, be that record, we were rolling, you know, and I understand at that time when we made the decision that, okay, let's keep rolling, let's keep winning, you know, Stevie gave the options for us to, you know, you guys want to rest or you guys want to keep rolling. We said, let's keep rolling. We thought that we were really, really young, you know, that mm-hmm. that wasn't going to matter. That wasn't going to affect us on the playoffs, but it did. We didn't, we run out of gas. We didn't have energy at the end when we needed, and it was just physical. It was mm-hmm. mental. Um, so we 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 upset because it was amazing winning seventy three games, but what that means if you don't win the championship? The Chicago Bulls, when they did the seventy three games, they won the championship. Right. And Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, after we. We, we, the Cleveland beat us. He said it. it was special what the Warriors were doing with the 73 wins, beating our record, but it, did, it didn't mean nothing if they don't win the championship. And it's true, you know. So yeah. we were kind of upset, you know. We didn't know what was going to happen after that year. And, and we see that Kevin Durant came into the team and, and, and a lot of the guys had to go to a different uh, options, right, right. you know, so that that was that was that was sad. But one thing I can tell you, and I tell everybody on the Warriors, as I work as an assistant coach now with them, I always tell, I, w- I always tell them that those two years were special. You guys never gonna get that, never. Even with KD, I know Agreed. it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same, and they agree. You're right. I agree. I agree with you too. That's it's that the, to me, that 2015 championship will always be in my heart. I always compare your 2016 team to the 2007 new England Patriots who went perfect in the regular season. I mean, that, I mean, you guys were the best team that year, in my opinion. 
And it didn't help, by the way, that the league loves LeBron James so much that they helped him out by suspending Draymond. I'll stop yeah, there. I mean, that, that yeah. pisses me off to this day. I'm sure it upsets you too. Um, yes. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, that suspended, it was, uh, we thought that that wasn't going to make any difference. But Draymond is very, very important for us. And he was at that time. And, and, and it was, it was, I don't know what happened, but it, it, it did take us to a, a position that we felt too comfortable about it, that we were 3-1 and, and we knew that we were going to win. I think we got too comfortable and, it, and it, it didn't work out. Yeah, well, the thing is they should have, they should have, you're listening to Leandro Barbosa here on the Rick Barry Show. And there should have been a whistle blown for sure on that play. And it should have been a flagrant foul on LeBron James for what he did to Draymond by throwing him down to the court. And had, yes. that, happened, had that happened, there never would have been the uh, retaliation on LeBron's, on, on Draymond's part that wound mm-hmm. up getting him suspended. Uh, and, but even with that, you guys still had the series under control. And for Correct. Some, and I just don't understand. And I talk to people a lot and I like to get your thoughts on it. The last four minutes and 40 seconds of that game, other than Iggy's breakaway that LeBron made that amazing block on, every shot was a three-point shot. I mean, they didn't just go to the basket. And, and I was saying, why not call a timeout and have Steph and Clay go to the line, put some points on the board, make them play from behind. There was only one basket made in the last four minutes and 40 seconds of that game. That was the three-pointer by Kyrie Irving and one of two free throws by LeBron. And so, I, I mean, and being at home, I just – I just was sitting there going, please, guys, go to the basket. Stop shooting three-point shots. I mean, you don't need them. Anyway. I, ag- I agree, Coach, with what you're talking about. But re- regardless, we should have beat them before we get to that point. Well, you would have yeah. if, 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 if Draymond hadn't been suspended. Yes. Sure. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because momentum is a real thing in sports. It's that, it's, that, it's that thing, that intangible, that is not a measurable, right? But momentum is real. I mean, I've never played at either of your levels, but you feel it. I don't know if it's an emotional thing or what, what it is, but it, that affected the momentum of that series. And regardless, I want to thank the Golden State Warriors for hiring you. I think I love that they brought Sean Livingston in, your teammate during that yeah. time. They brought you in. Um, what, can you describe what you're – sorry, Rick, if I'm talking too much here. Uh, but, uh, could you describe what your role is with the team now? Like, like what, like what, what do you do for the Warriors exactly? Well, uh, I got hired before as a um, player mentor and assistant coach. You know, it's it's kind of like talk with the young guys. You know, uh, kind of like make them be professional, responsible. The new generation changed so much, my man. That you know, the things <laughs> that I see not only on the court but outside the court. Mm-hmm. it's not like I used to be or my other teammates used to be. And I hear that from Steph, Clay, Draymond, you know, like when I got there, the first time, the first moment that I got with the Warriors, when I got hired as a player mentor assistant, Clay came up to me and said, oh my God, I'm so, I'm so happy. Now I'm finally going to be able to have a conversation with uh, one of my best teammates, you know, what is what he's talking about is like he can have a, like a conversation with his teammates, you know, because they all young, you yeah. know, and, and, and the young the young people, you know, they talk about cars, women, you know, what they're going to eat later. You know, so it's, it's not like he used to be before, you know, so I'm there to kind of make that transition with the young guys, you know, and it's been working out really well now. 
I got promoted as an assistant coach of the player development. And, and uh, I'm very, very happy about that. Also, I have a really good relationship with the veterans, which is Clay, Draymond, and Curry. So mm -hmm. sometimes Stevie Kerr is having a hard time talking with Draymond. Draymond, sometimes he loses his mind. You know, there's certain people that know how to talk with Draymond, and, and, and I'm the one. So I can come down and say, listen, we need you to do this, this, this. And then he say, okay, I'll be all right. We got it. And, and so I'm that guy, but now I, I, my role is going to be a little different, adding uh, uh, the relationship that I also have with the players. I also get to practice with the players. I also get to play one-on-one -on -one with the guys. Um, the pregame I do with the staff, I do with Draymond. So I'm pretty much very involved with the, with the, the coaching staff, you know, and I like it. It's a new challenge for me. Um, so I'm very, very happy about that. Well, if they can get your attitude and the way that you approach the game to Agreed. be able to rub off on those young players, the Warriors are going to be well off, much better off with that. I can guarantee you that, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope so, too. And we could follow Leandro Barbosa on social media. You're a rock star uh, at the Blur <laughs> Barbosa. Um, it's, it's great pictures you post there. Great family photos. You have a beautiful family, Leandro. Um, what do you, Thank what do you, you. think? Of, you're welcome, man. Well, uh, and, and I, again, Dub Nation, we're all so happy you're still involved with the Warriors and you're here. Uh, what do you think about these youngsters? There's a tremendous amount of hype now around Kaminga, Moody, and then uh, Wiseman from a year ago. What are your thoughts on them? Are there, are these future stars? Uh, I would love your insights. Well, I'm, uh, I'm going to start with the Wiseman. Wiseman had a really tough situation for him last year, last season. Um, he didn't really play on a university and then he got picked number two and didn't get to play the summer league because of the COVID situation. And then for some reason he got a COVID and couldn't be with the team, with the team for the, uh, uh, training camp. So it was really tough for him to kind of, you know, start playing as a, you know, they be the starting five. And has to, you know, be one of the guys, you know, to help Steph and Draymond, you know. So it was, it was kind of a tough situation for him. And I understand he has a lot to learn. And we've been teaching him in the best way we can, you know, to have a, him became a really good player. And he got hurt, you know. Um, now he lost again the summer league and – he probably is going to lose the, the, the training camp. So it's been really, really tough for him this, this passing couple of years, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I assume he's going to be a really good player. We're just going to have to be patient with him. We're just going to have to, you know, uh, give it a time. Um, he has the talent. He has the verti verticality. He got the size. He's a really good athlete. He can run the floor. He can shoot the ball. We just he just gotta learn how to play with Steph and Draymond and Clay, which is mm -hmm. really hard. It's really tough. So Wiseman, I say that. Kaminga, I'm surprised. And I talked to Rick about that. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm very surprised what he showed a lot of people in the summer league, what he's capable to do, what he's capable to give to the Golden State Warriors. I'm sure he probably is gonna have uh, some minutes. And I talked to Steve 
uh, after the summer league, I think he can uh, have the same minutes that Eric Pascal was having. Um, he's willing to guard small guys and big guys. I just don't think he can be a three. I think he will be affected on our team if he be the four. Now, it's matter, and Ricky can say that too, it matters if he's strong enough to do that, if he's capable to play the four or not. But I think he definitely needs to get better on his shots. His shooting thing needs to get better. But I think he has the IQ. I think he has the heart. was mm -hmm. the most important thing for me. And he wants to be there on the court. He wants to be with Clay. He wants to be with Draymond and Steph. So I'm very excited to, you know, get back and kind of work with him and see what he's up to, you know. Uh, and talk about the last guy, Moody. Moody, mm -hmm. he's going to have to get some time. He's going to have to improve. He's going to have to kind of decide what position he's going to play because now they want him as a three. Mm -hmm. And I guess he's a point guard, something like that. So uh, I know he can shoot the ball. Watching the games that I watch in the summer league, he definitely can watch the ball. He just got to know the game you know, visualize the game in a different way that he did in the university because it's a different game. It's a different way that they play, especially with Steph and, and Clay so, and Draymond. So I think it's going to be taking a little time for him to learn that. And I think once he does that, he will be good to go. Do you remember when Rick presented uh, your team with the 2015 Western Conference Championship Trophy? He was up there with I you do. guys. Do you remember that? Yeah, that I was... know, I know. I know what a memory for me. Hi to me. When I went he to don't pick... even say hi to me. He don't even <laughs> talk to me. You know, he... <laughs> but, now became, but now now we became really good friends. I know that. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, is when I went to pick it up, I didn't realize how it was really heavy. I was surprised how heavy that thing was. <laughs> and I gave it to I gave it to to uh, to Clay, you know. So uh, but that was yeah. That was interesting. <laughs> I always enjoyed watching you play because of the way that you play and you go about the game and doing stuff and all that. But little did I realize what a what a just a great human being you are. I mean, yes. you're just a great person, folks. So if you don't know, Leandro Barrosa is a really good person and has one of the greatest attitudes I've ever been around in, in, in the game of basketball and in life in general. So I, I wish you all the best. I hope you can continue to help the Warriors and have some of your um, your attitude rub off on them. It would be a great, uh, great addition to the team for sure. What, what do you, what do you think with what you have right now? Because you guys are not big at all. I mean, you're not a big. No. And but fortunately, hardly anybody plays super big nowadays. There are a few guys that do that. Um, well, I don't know. I, I think you should be a playoff team if everybody stays healthy. All dependent upon how Clay is. So you've seen him. We discussed it a little bit. I think our listeners would like to hear what your thought is of, uh, of Clay and his rehab and where he is and where we can expect him to be. Oh, I think he's come along. I think he's doing a really good job. He's moving better than a couple months that I saw him. I watched a couple of videos that one of the coaches sent to me. Um, he was working at, he's working at LA right now. Uh, mm -hmm. And I was very, very happy. It looks like he, it looks like Clay, like old Clay. And I was very, very happy and excited to see the way he was moving, the way he was shooting the ball, dribbling the ball. So um, I don't know when exactly he's going to be back. They've been talking about November, but I'd say a little bit more than November because it's not about 
just the way he moves, the way he shoots. It's about his mental. He had two big injuries. One of I had, and I know exactly how it is, how you feel. The other one, it's a major injury as well. So I think it's going to be a little longer than what uh, they've been talking about. But if he's early, we're happy to have him on the court. We just got to make sure it's safe for him to go yeah. back and be who he is. I don't think he's going to be like 110% like he used to be old Clay Thompson. But it'll take a little time, you know, for him to be back what, what he used to be. But I'm happy with what I saw. And hopefully he'll be back on the court. And it's, that's the number one thing that I wanted to see. Well, here's a special the thing. thing happen. Well, they say everything happens for a reason. So if, it's, if they're going to take their time with him, which makes sense, mm -hmm. you don't want to take a chance with him, especially, for, you know, the kind of money he's getting paid and how valuable he is. Yeah. So, but if he comes back a little bit later, that's going to open up some more minutes for those younger guys to get a chance mm. to play and get some confidence and develop themselves. And I think that's the critical element because the season is so long in the NBA that you're really at the end of the season. If you're getting some minutes, you're not a rookie anymore because you're playing more than correct. And so it could be a situation where we might be able to have Moody and Kaminga to be correct. able to develop to the point where they be an asset to the team come the playoff run and playoffs. What do you think of that? I think you 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 have to be the coach, one of the coaches, you know, because you 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 saying the right thing, you know, and also I think we're gonna have to play like small ball, you know, because mm -hmm. like you said, we don't have uh we don't have like big guys that you know can score high on the ring, you know, so we're gonna have to go small ball. Well, I don't think it's 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 bad about that. The only thing is that we're gonna you know teams a couple teams gonna crush us on the board, you know, and mm -hmm. it's, it's tough. But other than that, we're going to, you know, have to play other guys, new guys, young guys, the rookies, and the opportunity is open. It's available. If you play well, you stay on the court. If you don't, then we have to work outside that, you know. But uh, I think you're right. You know, the opportunities will be open, and whoever is there to take it will be on the court. Awesome. Rick, I'm just so excited we have Leandro Barbarso on this. I mean, Leandro, what am, 2015, that's one of my fondest memories in life. You know, call me a psychopath for loving the Warriors that much, but I'm just stoked, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Wow. I'm just. Oh, it's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, look forward to hopefully seeing you during the course of the season, and hopefully we'll get all this crazy COVID that stuff behind us and get back yeah. to some sense of normalcy and get the fans back out there and get the raucous crowd going at the, uh, at the arena. So I hope that's going to be for the sure. All the best to you, Leandro. Thank you so much for thank taking you. time. Again, thank you for being such a great uh, person. And, and I enjoyed coaching you tremendously and uh, hopefully we can all get together and we'll get together next year to be able to do it again with the, because uh, I know you'll be in shape because now you're working out with the team and doing stuff. So I don't have to worry. Yes. Old or not in shape. <laughs> yeah, no, can, no, I would definitely be in shape. Yeah, and you man. can follow Leandro on social media at the Blur Barbosa. Anything else you'd like to promote before we let you go? Well, I just want to appreciate it. You know, you guys for this interview, uh, Rick, you know, like I said, it's an honor, you know, to, you know, not only be a coach, but a friend outside the basketball, you know, um, thank you so much for all the words that you put it, you know, and said about myself. And I hopefully, hopefully, I can see you more with the Warriors, my man, with, on the, in the Bay Area with the team, you know. And I'm gonna put the word as well because you are a legend. Yes, you young are. guys 
<laughs> young guys need to see you there, you know? It's not only when we, you know, we put the trophy up, you know? No, I mean, maybe a couple of days be there, you know, just hanging out, you know? I'm going to talk to them and tell them that we need to have that. We have to respect our legend, you know? And you one of that we I, I have a lot of respect. A lot of the players have the respect as well, you know. So um, looking forward to see you as well. And I'll be with you only if you be with you. If you're not my coach, I won't be around. Be free, <laughs> I'll be back. All right. Well, that'll be fun. That'll be fun to do. And maybe what we could do, the thing we can get to do would be actually even better for the team and doing stuff is let's yes. try to go ahead yes. get my son, get my son Canyon on the, on, at least on the G well, team. You the coach, you should do that. I'm, I'm yes. willing. I'm, I'm ready. I want that. Make yeah. it Leandro, happen, coach. Leandro, what I always tell people that, that Rick is so underrated in is he is, he, his heart. he has a huge heart he and you do, Rick. Yes. Like you, you, you I, I love your passion and your knowledge for the game, but you're just, you've got this big heart, man. And, and I can't emphasize that enough. Leandro, I'm so glad you see that too. And, and Leandro, yeah, you are just, I don't know how your vibe and energy is so contagious, but you are just, you bring happiness to anybody that's around you, man. And just <laughs> whatever you're doing, just keep it, keep it going. Cause you're doing the right Thank thing. You. Clearly, my man. Great Thank you. About Thank. He and Steph, he and Steph Curry are a lot alike because both of them, have fun when they're playing basketball because yes. they the game so much and they enjoy it so much. Although I will say this, that Steph has more smiling than you. You're a little bit more serious, even though you have a lot of fun. <laughs> but Steph is out there smiling, having this wonderful time and everything. But the two of you are very similar in that regard. So <laughs> I, mean, I, I just think one thing, you know, life is too short. Yeah. And what can I say when I'm doing the thing that I love to do? You know, basketball is my priority. Number one thing that I love Oh, let me say one thing before. Of course, I love my wife. She's right by me, you know. So my wife becomes for my baby, my family. But basketball is one of the things that, you know, I do for love. You know, that's my life, you know. And you have to have fun. If you don't have fun, uh -huh. then something's not right. Yeah, well, then that's Correct. like, if you don't love what you're doing, then you have a job. Exactly. <laughs> not a job. If somebody pays exactly. you what you love to do. That's not a job, folks. <laughs> yes, yeah. All right, Leandro, you can yourself. Maybe I'll see if you're in the, in the Orlando area if I get back down to see my buddy Clifford Ray over in Altamont Springs. So maybe I'll see Just you let there. Let me know. Yeah, if not, hopefully, uh, hopefully back in in the uh, in the Bay Area. In the Bay, you. for and sure, listen, you, for sure. The heart. You got to learn. You got to start learning how to play pickleball. You with your quick. <laughs> you okay. <laughs> okay, I will learn. I promise I will do that. All right. Enjoy your family. God bless you. Thank you so Thank much. You. God Thank bless you, you guys, too. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, Leandro. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, man. So, yeah, just oh. such, such a great guy. I mean, Cyrus, I can't even – he's one of the most – one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life as far as – especially in the world of basketball. He's just – he's such a joy to be around. I just yes. love him. Yeah, absolutely, Rick. That was fantastic. And and you can follow and Rick, uh, plug away with all your uh, your your own endorsements and companies. What's, what, what? I'm doing so many different things. I'm still working to get my, my guy, another South American, although this one is from Venezuela uh, and Argentina. I'm sorry, from Argentina to get him to finish up my website so I can put everything on one page and people can go to Rick Barry 24. Just keep checking it. It's eventually okay. going to get there. Got a ton of stuff for people to get great discounts on some great products and things. The cannabinoid work world and some some sleeves for knees and calves in fact 
he, Leandro was working with me. He said, Clay's interested. I want to get Clay some of these sleeves to put on oh, for him because I really think, yes. I really think they will help him. Uh, yes. And he should definitely try them. So I'm waiting to get his measurements from him and trying to get uh, Clay to be wearing these things to try to help him out a little bit as well. So and yeah, a whole lot of things, a lot of fun stuff. Getting ready now, doing my packing, getting ready to go on my fishing trip. Well, maybe hopefully we'll do a show maybe before I go off to Alaska okay. to do some fishing with uh, with Clifford Ray and my friends. But meanwhile, folks, all the best to you. Uh, well, before we go, before we go, real quick, you can follow you. You do you, you have a social media presence. You can follow Rick Barry on all social media at Rick Twenty Four Bay. I, Right. Hold on. You got me confused with your website now. Rick 24 Barry. Yeah. Rick 24 Barry. Uh, and then um, you can follow me on Twitter at Docs or Show, And you can follow this program on all social media platforms at Warriors 24 Pod. And Rick, thanks so much for getting yeah, Leandro. That was just before we go. Have you, have you, I'm sure you have to be watching The Ultimate Surfer. You don't know about that show on television? No, what channel? I don't even know what channel. You're not what watching channel? this show on television, The Ultimate I'm Surfer, where they made this this thing. One of the best surfers in the world has the thing. It's a mechanical thing that creates the perfect waves. They get oh, all. Oh yeah, yeah. I know the mechanical wave, but I didn't know there was a TV show. Do you know oh, what channel yeah, or well, show that's going on right now? I can't believe that you don't know this and you're not watching it. Uh, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. What is it called? The, the Ultimate Surfer. Ultimate Surfer, check it out, man. You got to go go watch it. It's it was really kind of fun. This one guy from Hawaii is unbelievable. But no, this is this is a it's really if if yeah you I can't imagine. Oh, hey, yeah. I'm shocked that you that you're not watching this show. I'm, I apologize. I, I am behind the curve on on a lot of stuff with popular culture. I I uh, yeah I'm gonna check it out it's on ABC. Yeah. Ultimate Surfer. All right, you got it, man. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rick. <laughs> hey, folks, take care. God bless everybody, and we'll look forward to having you join us uh, on the next Rick Barry show. In the meantime, you could also check out Warriors 24. Cyrus does a lot of different things with that as well. And I'll, I'll pop in and out on that one also. So all the best to, to everyone. God bless. Presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.